live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Tons of news to get into here today on a Thursday. We will be joined in the final segment of the show by Punishment Martinez, talking the Ring of Honor pay-per-view that kicks off tomorrow, Friday. Ring of Honor pay-per-view. It's a very busy weekend. There is Ring of Honor tomorrow. There is UFC tomorrow. Saturday, there is a Bellator show, which Dave will be going to. Dave will not be on the show today. He's doing press, press obligations for the Bellator show. Sunday, of course, is the WWE No Mercy pay-per-view. We can talk about all of those here on the show today. Got a lot of news coming out of WWE. We have ratings for Raw and SmackDown. WWE sent out a survey gauging interest on some potential new ideas for the WWE Network. And boy, did they have some ideas. I don't even know what the point of half of these questions were, unless they just figure that they're WWE, and if their fans want something, they'll just get it. Oh, you guys want Ring of Honor? Well, we'll get it. Even though there appears to be no deal for WWE to get anything out of Ring of Honor or GFW. We just, in fact, talked with GFW about this about a week ago. Ed Nordholm was on the show. And he made it very clear, we're not selling the library. It's just not happening. They didn't offer us much money, and we can make more money doing it ourselves. So why WWE asked on the survey if fans wanted to see GFW on the network? I don't know, but they did it, so we could talk about that today. And, of course, more on Jinder Mahal and his SmackDown promo. There was a statement issued to the Washington Post yesterday after the Washington Post Actually, the Washington Post and the New York Times both discovered this promo. WWE never bothered to put the promo on their YouTube channel, which given that all of these gender promos ended up getting embedded on newspaper websites in India and end up getting like millions of viewers, you know they figured they screwed up by not putting that thing online. We'll talk about that today. Take your phone calls, emails, text messages, and more. Back in a moment with Wrestling Observer Live. This is Glenn Hagee, America's Master Handyman, with the Sherwin-Williams Tip of the Week. Give your home a new look with a fresh coat of paint in the latest color. Get started by removing all drapes, cover plates, and pictures. Next, move the furniture to the center of the room and cover with plastic drop cloths. Fill gaps and sand smooth. Remove dust from walls and tape off woodwork. Now you're ready to paint. Do the ceiling first. Now a word from Sherwin-Williams. If you're looking for a change in color, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during the four-day super sale, September 22nd through the 25th. With 40% off our exceptional paints and stains, you can give your whole home a color makeover. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at SherwinWilliams.com slash save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. 
Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-813-9940. If you are age 85 or younger... Call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage. And the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We are back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Lots to get into here today. If you want to give us a call, the phone number, 844-411-5411. Text messages, 425-780-7566. All of these numbers on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. We'll be joined by Punishment Martinez, talking the Ring of Honor pay-per-view tomorrow in the final segment of this show. And Dr. Lucha will be joining us actually next Monday. We couldn't get him on this week. We have guests every single day. But he'll have a lot to talk about on Monday. We'll go over the anniversary show as well as AAA's next big show. So a lot to talk about coming up on Monday. This is from the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. In response to criticism that Jinder Mahal's promo on SmackDown, where he was scripted to mock Shinsuke Nakamura's looks and race, has received, WWE issued a statement on the segment to the Washington Post last night. Just like many other TV shows or movies, WWE creates programming with fictional personalities that incorporates real-world issues and sensitive subjects, they said. As a producer of such TV shows... WWE Corporate is committed to embracing and celebrating individuals from all backgrounds, as demonstrated by the diversity of our employees, performers, and fans worldwide. That's the whole statement. So, they said, they said here, their excuse for Jinder Mahal saying that Shinsuke Nakamura rooks a certain way is, hey, we celebrate individuals from all backgrounds, as we make fun of his looks and the way that he talks. 
That's the lamest. Well, that's the lamest statement I ever saw. That's no, not ever, like it ever it's in my like, life. Really? Ever? Ever? Nah. It's you've pretty, heard this statement before from them. It's that's why lame. you. That's a, you know that's why it's lame because you've heard it before from them. This is the same sort of statement that they would put out in different wording in some ways, probably in the same wording at times when they put out something as simple as this for Billy and Chuck, for Muhammad Hassan, for any one of a number of things, I'm sure. It's a nice form letter to put out there when somebody challenges them on something. And if you want to look at it in a certain way, they have been a great equal opportunity uh, offender when it comes to, to at some point or another, uh, offending everyone and annoying everyone with something. But it's 2017. Times have changed dramatically. They knew better. They could have been doing better. They should have been doing better this whole time with this whole feud. And again, this, much like anything, they could incorporate, if they wanted to, some very real-world things into this storyline that have to do with race, that have to do with culture and country. and, and, and How about no? All of that. Well, hold on. Hold on. All of that sort of stuff. But you actually have to put real thought into it, and you have to be complex with it, and you have to ask yourself, does that serve you with what you're trying to put out there as a product? And the answer probably is no, although you sh they definitely need some more complexity, period. That's not debatable. And this is a great example as to why. Now, does that change until Vince and Kevin Dunn, especially Vince being the final say, is gone? Uh, probably not. But, you know, that's what's probably going to have to happen. All right, let me say something here. Listen to me, everybody. When they decided they were going to make Jinder Mahal champion, I thought this is stupid. This guy, this guy was a jobber. He'd won two matches since he returned, and you made him the world champion. This is this is moronic. If you if you decide that hey, we want to make a big push in India, we want to do it around Jinder. Great, that's awesome. That's wonderful. Give the guy six months, build him up, and then make him the champion. This is this is stupid to just make a jobber the champion. I don't have a problem with the guy, okay? Now, with that said, guy goes on TV every week, and until the last two weeks, he just cut boring promos every week. The same promo every week. With the exception of a match that he had in his, basically his hometown against Randy Orton that had a lot of crowd heat, his matches are absolutely boring, okay? Now, with that said... Mike mentioned Muhammad Hassan. Where's that guy? You know where he is? He's nowhere. Why? Because they gave that guy a character, and they did a bunch of stupid stuff with it, and it got a ton of mainstream heat, and that guy ended up unemployed. If this goes back on Jinder, if Jinder Mahal, like, if, if this gets picked up in the Post and the New York Times and a bunch of newspapers catch this and this segment ends up airing on all these shows and WWE gets a bunch of heat and this guy gets fired I mean I'm gonna be so furious oh really that this Look. guy's career ended because they made a really stupid mistake and instead of owning up to it they blame it on the guy which they've done before historically that'll be so lame how about you just not do this stupid stuff in the first place and this is what they do they see how far they can go until somebody really gets mad, yeah. and then they take it out on the guy who did it, even though he's scripted to do it. That's, well, that's stupid. Well, they, the fact they've already put the statement out, I mean, now more than ever, if something happened to him and he wanted to push back, I mean, they already have the statement that was put out, and... and, and <laughs> he ain't pushing back. 
But here's the thing. He publicly they, said he'd push well, back, and he didn't well, push back. Well, that's no Because nobody there. pushes back. Because they're well, all scared to be unemployed. Right? Okay. Uh, can I talk? No. Not allowing it. Go ahead, then. No, go ahead. What are you going to say? I mean, the fact that you're going to go feign outrage over whether gender, I mean... Feigning outrage? I'd be I'd be furious. Oh, this wouldn't be... But it still wouldn't be as bad, but we're not even bringing up, like... Charlotte having the David Flair thing turned around on her with that thing with Paige. Now that is, I was in mad a about that ways, too. That was infinitely worse than this. That dude died. That's somebody's yeah, brother. Yeah, I was just furious, died. and they turned it around on her. But then here we stand with, well, now we're going to be really upset for the next time. And I guess yeah. we are. But it's like <laughs> I am. I'm not feigning outrage. I'm furious. I, okay, I'll be furious I, I, next time too. Okay. okay. What do you? So I just the fact that I haven't even been able to say anything. Okay, just go ahead with your rant. Go ahead. I'm done. All right, next thing. What we got? All right, I can go to the text messages here. We should have known they went too far. When the crowd... Oh, this one again. The crowd literally chanted, that's too far. That should have been the indicator that they made a mistake. But the fans... But now, you were serious about the fans. You weren't sure if the fans were outraged over the karate kid. That's what they were more outraged over. It wasn't the racism. It was they insulted the So may the I speak kid. about this to defend myself? I'm just setting it up for you. Okay. You know, was that you can't even let me set up something for you today. I'll be happy Good to God. defend this because I've been hearing this all day. <clears throat> he did a promo, and it was racist. The show was a 15,000-seat building, and there were maybe 4,000 people there. It's the hardest of the hardcore We've been dealing with these fans now for a couple of years. They're very ironic fans. Now, if he would have said, you rook funny, and they would have chanted, that's too far, then I would not have a doubt in my mind that's why they chanted it. But when he said, you rook funny, they didn't say a thing. They were dead silent. That was the most racist thing he said in the entire promo. Do you think maybe it, like, stopped him cold there because it didn't get a reaction at all? So, so... Or that's stupid then. No, I'm saying that they were ironic fans, and when he started doing goofy Karate Kid stuff, they said that's too far. That's it. And it's you know a what? Sad place and you know what? 2017. We could argue about this for an sad. hour, but here's the reality. We're not. There's 4,000 people in the building, and I guarantee that somebody will tweet in saying, I chanted it because of the Karate Kid, and we'll have another person that tweets in and says, you know, I chanted it because it was just stupid. And how dare he make fun of the Karate Kid? There's 4,000 people in the building. There's there, Nobody should be arguing about what the fans were chanting for because nobody knows. There were 4,000 people. Who knows? But yes, when I watched it, because they didn't chant that in an actual seriously racist thing, but instead they chanted it in some goofy comedy about wax on, wax off. I mean, is that racist? Wax on, wax off? That was what sent them over the edge? Uh, maybe... I'll admit maybe, but I'm skeptical. I think that they were fans of the Karate Kid, and how dare he make fun of the Karate Kid? Because they thought the whole thing was stupid. And I think that is indisputable, that the fans found the whole thing to be stupid. Am I wrong? Maybe I'll do it. The the whole thing was stupid. Maybe I'll do a poll. This person says, why is Sempervivi banned from the Jericho Cruise? We spent a whole show on that yesterday. No one knows. It's a complete mystery. In fact, we got a bunch of these. Did someone just find out about this today? Is there a new story here? Back in a minute with more Wrestling Observer Alive.
Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Before I go to the phones, I have a question for the listeners. Or anybody. Although I presume you're listening. This person here says, Vince still thinks it's the 80s. And WWE fans still have their rose-colored glasses when it comes to current day programming. People are going to watch regardless of why bother. WWE fans continue to pay. Shows WWE can and will get away with things like this as long as the cult fans exist. Here's my question for everybody. Since he mentions Vince still thinks it's the 80s. I made a list here. I'm sure I missed some. But these are the... These are the five... I guess six if you want to count uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Jinder. 
These are the six most offensive things that I can remember WWE doing in the last 25 years. We had Sergeant Slaughter, the Iraqi sympathizer. We had Hunter and Booker T. We had Muhammad Hassan. We had JBL, Eddie Guerrero. Where he, I think it was the one... Actually, there, were, there was another one. There was JBL, Eddie Guerrero. Then there was the other one that said Eddie's in hell. Who was that? Orton. Orton. Orton and Eddie. That's another one. I got seven now. We got Charlotte and Reed. And we now have Shinsuke Nakamura and Jinder Mahal. So here's my question. Was every one of those not a complete disaster? Like, can somebody come up with one that was like a big success where Vince McMahon from that day forward has decided, you know what, I got a great idea. Let's do this super controversial thing, and it's going to make a lot of money. Because it seems to me that every single solitary time he tries this, it's a huge disaster. Which begs the question, why does he keep trying? Can anyone answer this question for me? Yeah, because he's a promoter, and this is what he does, and he knows to toe the line, and he can't help himself. He can't help himself at a time where things are as sensitive now than ever. His business is being based, a lot of the decisions are being based on, will kids, what are kids going to think? Are we going to get any pushback for it? That's how they market some of this stuff, but every once in a while, he cannot help himself but to push that envelope. That's just how he is. That's how he's wired. Maybe somebody else would do it a different way. This is just Vince McMahon, and this is why, until he is not the final say, you don't have somebody in that position who loves to go down and play in the mud as low as anybody. You know, he's already proven that baseline is low, and he will occasionally drop to that, whether it benefits his business or not, because he thinks he's smarter than everybody else and can hit a homer off of it. It's not always the case, and until he's gone, then you're probably not going to see this type of shift or the type of real shift that a lot of fans believe needs to move. And they make little incremental movements here and there, but then there's always something like this that can be completely avoided, or like HLA, that was one of mine, that could be completely avoided, or Hunter and Booker, or Hassan as a terrorist, or bringing up dead pe people, dead family members, whether they would have liked it or not, because there's another thing, too. There's one thing where you can say a Paul Bear and Eddie Guerrero because there's enough family members that might vouch for them being okay being used in storylines. The Reed Flair one still, just because it's been brought up and, and with all that's happening with Ric Flair recently and everything, it just it boggles my mind that that one had slipped past, and it is a... Unfortunately, because of this one, a terrible memory to be dredged back up. That's not even my question, though. Vince Sr.'s biggest star was a big, strong muscle man. Hulk Hogan was a big, strong muscle man. Like, Vince has had success with big, strong muscle guys, and so to this day, he's always trying to find a big, strong muscle guy. So, I need to know why... Like, was there a super controversial angle that made him a ton of money, and to this day he's trying to recreate it? Because it seems to me that every time it fails. Brian? Like, how many times can you maybe fail? Maybe it's all these years in the wrestling business, which has had a whole lot of inherent racism to begin with. We're celebrating Bobby Heenan. You go back and listen to some of those 80s promos with, like, 
oh, I don't know, Butch Reed talking about Tito Santana or Roddy Piper talking about somebody. And it's like this stuff has lingered about and been you know bantered about for so long. The change that's needed isn't going to be there. And you cannot teach an old dog new tricks unless that dog really wants to learn new tricks. And sometimes guys are always going to fall back to what they know, whether it's damaging to them or not. And this is just Vince. This whole idea that we need to try to figure out this this crazy Jerry Graham moment or or, or whatever. It was not crazy Luke Graham, but, but Dr. Jerry Graham moment in Vince's life of what has sparked this psychology or sociology that goes through his mind to do things like this is a complete waste of time. Just look at it from a business point of view to go, this is the way they've no, always done but, things. But I want to know. It. I want to know. I want to know why is a promoter. Contact a psychiatrist. Let's get a psychiatrist on or a sociologist to talk about this. I want to know why is a promoter. He continuously does these really stupid things. I just told you. No, that's I don't like that answer. I want to know. But that's the answer. Okay. That's the answer. That's all like Don King. That's like a lot of promoters and a lot of old heads when you're stuck in routines. I don't – I think you're really – way over and examining this for absolutely no reason. If we are going to take it to that level, then let's get professionals on to somehow judge Vince McMahon from afar to see if we can get side to head. To the phones, you're on the air. This is Jim from Virginia. Yes, Jim. Yeah, uh, being that tonight is uh, the night for GFW Impact, whatever you want to call it now, why exactly did Jim Cornette leave? Uh, he was brought in by Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Jarrett is gone. And he was in for a—he wasn't in—he wasn't in for like a year or two years. He—he he came in for a, a short mm-hmm. stint that was going to end in a show that they moved to Canada, and he can't get into Canada. And they're going to be taping in Canada, so there's nothing for him to do. He's done. Well, is the show now officially called Impact Wrestling again? Dude, no one knows. We presume it is now Impact Wrestling, and no more GFW. There's no more global. Oh, when you were talking, you were talking about the things Vince and them have said the racist things. Don't forget the time backstage when he slapped John Cena on the back and used it. I'm well aware. I'm well aware. He's done many, many, many <laughs> put stupid that one things. On the, put that one on the, the list too. There, great. And oh, one, one, one other thing. Um, I thought the women were great in the main event on SmackDown because people were chanting for them, and I thought that was a I thought it was a good match. Well, you know, to get that kind of reaction in front of that crowd, it must have been a pretty good match. Although, exactly. I think the fans were just begging for something decent. I didn't think it was that good a match. I thought it was fine. I mean, there was there was oh. one spot where there was like a moonsault, a leg drop, and then everybody broke it up and they chanted, "This is awesome." That was a pretty easy crowd. Well, you know, that was when Charlotte, when she hit the moonsault uh, backflip on top of Naomi and Tamina, I believe that's when they all started doing that. Yes. All right, y'all have a good evening. Thanks so much for the call. I got more moments right here. Tim White suicide. Sucked. Hawk being drunk, throwing off the Titantron. Sucked. Katie Vick. Totally sucked. McMahon versus God. Stupid. And Big Show's father's death with the casket. I don't know about that. That was at least comedy. That's the whole thing. You got the Blues Brothers car. You got your your, your big nasty bastard and your mama said so. I think that is underrated as far as comedy goes, pro wrestling comedy. But it was all stupid and none of it drew a dime. 
Well, a lot of what they do is stupid. And they don't even have to be offensive to be stupid. That's the thing. They could be stupid all without insulting a certain segment of their fan base. Vince McMahon wants to tick off everyone that calls him out of touch. That's this man's theory. Well, by by doing something based right out of 1978 pro wrestling. That, that's smart. Boy, isn't that putting it back into those dark bingo halls that he pulled it all out of? Yes, about what his father did. Yes, about what his father did. His father had champions based on stereotypes, and that worked at that time. And Bruno was a hero. Pedro was a hero. But let's not mistake that these this was the Italian strongman and the, the Puerto Rican sensation. And they were facing guys like Iron Sheiks and, and, and this and Ivan Koloffs and this one and that one and the other one. Nothing changed. Nothing's changed. Now, how you can present it can change. You know, how, how you, you go about with the verbiage can change, but, you know, it, he just chooses not to. The Mexicools coming out on lawnmowers. There you go. Didn't draw a dime. First says, now that Ziggler finally got to be Shawn Michaels, is he finally done with the bad comedy entrances? I was so bored I changed the channel. No, it's going to keep going until Bobby Roode shows up or until he, he mocks Bobby Roode. And Bobby Roode apparently will be the one guy that cares that Ziggler is mocking his entrance. Spurs says, Al Snow being fed his own dog. There's another one. I don't know about that one. That was, uh... This person here says, when people say it's fake outrage and there are worse things WWE has done, it just feels like they can do whatever they want and we aren't allowed to be upset about it. You're allowed to be upset about it. I'm upset about it. Yeah. It's well, not it's like... fake outrage. Spurs mm. says, if Enzo keeps going out yeah. there, what, you don't believe I'm really mad? No, I, I do, Brian. I do. <laughs> you sure this sound show, like this, it. This this show has been exceptional. Let's go, go ahead. If Enzo keeps going out there and giving it his all as they continue to bury him, I think over time he might actually win guys in the back over. Oh, really? Well, the problem is he's an idiot in the back. Too late for that. Way too late for that. It's not like he's turning things around. It's not like all of a sudden we're getting good reports from this guy in the back. He's He's a numbskull. They flat out brought up Corey Graves, his real-life transgressions on the air. They don't care. This dude is is getting it from all sides and, and from all reports deserves it. Someone asked, by the way, about the WWE survey if TV14 meant blood. He said he'd pay for blading. Well, you may as well keep your checkbook closed because they're not going to blade if they do a TV14 show. Back in a moment with Punishment Martinez, Wrestling Observer Live. Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. 
If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Advantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Advantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 15 hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a fifteen hundred dollar coupon towards the purchase of a new vantage walk-in bath your aches and pains can be washed away call right now for a risk-free quote 800-552-6851 800-552-6851 that's 800-552-6851 This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800 935-2177. 800-935-2177. 800-935-2177. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back here on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, joined by Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. And Mr. Martinez is here on the line. Is it Punisher, Punishment, or Damien at this point? Ah, man, just stick to Martinez, I guess. That's just the easiest (laughs) way. You were Punishment Martinez. And then New Japan, you were Punisher, and then you were Damien. Are they interchangeable at this point? I think so. I guess it depends where I am. Uh, for for years in the Indies, I was always Punisher, uh, and then when I joined uh, Ring of Honor, it became more of a you know a situation where you know if they wanted to do merchandise and whatnot, just for licensing reasons, reasons they didn't want to just run into any problems with the Punisher because of Marvel. Uh, and we were, they were going to change my name completely. And I was like, well, how about I'm just, I'm the entire thing. I'm just the punishment, you know? And they were like, okay, let's do that. <laughs> uh, and then I needed a first name. <laughs> so Damien. <laughs> so when was, you, oh, go ahead, Brian. when you went to new Japan as punishment, I mean, did you tell them, well, we don't have to really worry about this Marvel thing here in Japan. So I'm going to be punisher. Or did you just see a poster one day and they just called you punisher? How did that change? That's exactly the way it happened. I just saw a poster and it said Punisher, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm back to being Punisher. And even on commentary, uh, they referred to me as Punisher. They introduced me as Punisher. So I had no problem with it. Um, it's, you know, over there, it's a little different, you know, and they're not trying to market me, you know, and do a marketing thing with me as far as like merchandise and whatever. Not at the moment, at least. 
And so it wasn't really that big of an issue there. It wasn't an issue with Ring of Honor either. Um, they just didn't want to have to deal with it in the future if any problems, you know, came to be. Now, did you earn that name coming up in life? Is this just something that you wanted to pick off because you liked the comic book? Is this something they gave you in training because you were just laying waste to dudes? How'd you come up with that name? Uh, yeah, it was something that I actually earned. You know, that's what I, since I was a kid, uh, I earned that name uh, amongst my friends and, and peers when I used to do martial arts. Uh, and I used to fight, and everybody just nicknamed me uh, The Punisher. And then I was a big fan of it because then... Uh, I idolized The Undertaker. You know, he was always my favorite. And then I found out that he actually used the name The Punisher uh, when he wrestled in Texas. So that, to me, was maybe a bigger deal. So I was like, this is, it's meant to be for me that that has to be my name. And yes, I was a fan also of the comics. So it is a much better, it's a much better name than, for example, Technical Martinez. A very technical <laughs> stand-up fight. Yeah, exactly. You had done some, I guess it was uh, full contact. Was it full contact karate that you did before wrestling? Yes, yes, I did full contact karate. I uh, trained in goju, which is a, a traditional Japanese style. And so did you know from a young age, like, I'm going to be a wrestler someday? Was it was it a deal where you wanted to be a wrestler, but your dad taught karate, and he was like, well, I'll teach you this stuff first and go into wrestling later? Or was it a late-life decision? Uh, well, growing up, I mean, Martial arts and karate is what I did. I mean, I used to fight and whatnot. And, uh, you know, but like most fans, you know, you always dream like it'd be cool to be a wrestler. And I always thought the idea was awesome. You know, my, I would joke with my friends. I would do wrestling moves to them in school and whatnot. And then, uh, you know, we, we closed down the martial arts school. We moved around. So I wasn't really training anymore. And then it became, what am I going to do now? And a, a buddy of mine was just like, hey, why don't we just do this wrestling thing that we always talked about doing. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. I'd be awesome. But you know, how do we do it? And then he was like, Oh, we got to go to a school. I found a school and we, uh, he looked up the monster factory. We went in, tried out and paid our tuition and joined. I've heard a million guys tell this story. And my next question is always, well, whatever happened to your friend? And 99% of the time, the answer is, well, he quit. What happened with your friend? <laughs> He did, but, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a, a musician as well. So he had two loves. And I at see. the time, it was, the, his body wasn't really uh, accepting the wrestling. And so he decided to pursue the music, which he's been, has, he has had a success. But now he's actually back at the Monster Factory, but this time uh, training to be a commentator. Now, you had been around for like a decade before you ended up in Ring of Honor. What did you do during that period? I mean, were you just kind of like weekend wrestling and another job, or or what was what was your career prior to that? I would say I was the guy that liked the idea of being a wrestler. Um, I, yes, I was doing the weekend warrior thing and, and working nightclubs, and you know, just enjoying that what I thought was that life, but it really wasn't. <laughs> uh, and just coasting because of my size, and I guess somewhat of a look that you know people would put over and you know i could always you know i was pretty decent in the ring and that that's pretty much what i coasted by uh just because everybody was just like hey man you're good you're gonna be a big star and keep doing what you're doing and i was like all right well i'm loving this life not realizing that i wasn't really progressing so i i always like i'm very honest about it i wasted the, probably the first 10 years of my wrestling career thinking that i was something that i wasn't uh, and it wasn't until until uh 
I spoke, you know, I was surrounded myself with the right people and spoke to guys like Delirious and Gerald Briscoe and the owner of the Monster Factory, Danny Cage, and some friends where they kind of put me in my place and they were like, hey, man, like, you got to get in shape. You know, you, you got to work at this nonstop if you really want to, you know, make it to the next level. And and pretty much I was like, well, uh, I mean, I don't want to work in clubs and this is not what I want to do the rest of my life. What I want to do is be a pro wrestler. So I did, and then I took that next step, and, and thank God that uh, it all worked out. What you think about it, walking to the Monster Factory for the first time? Because that's a facility that's based around, you know, having amateur mats. And there's a, you know, a whole big, you know, deal that they got going on there. What was it like to go in there? And did it feel like kind of a good fit because you came from a, a fighting background and a sports background where that's actually recognized there? Well, the Monster Factory that you see now wasn't the one that I joined. You know, it was different when I first joined. You know, Danny Cage didn't own it. Own it uh, Larry Sharp did. And okay. basically it was two rings, uh, 16 by 16, I believe, but they were smaller, uh, pretty much like boxing rings. So the mat was really, really stiff. I mean, there was no give. Um, and, I, you know, what? going in there, I didn't know what to expect. So to me, I just saw a wrestling ring. I was like, this is it, you know. <laughs> Uh, and it, it was rough, but I, I think the martial arts definitely helped me. And then now looking at the new facility, I wish I would have started here, you know, with the times, uh, if I would have started having all these tools available to me, you know, a full weight room, the amateur mats and the availability to train different, not just in ring, but to do so many things to form a career in pro wrestling. Uh, I don't even know where I would be today. I didn't. I didn't realize you actually came up when when it was still Larry, Larry Sharp there and everything. What was the path you took kind of after that? Because obviously the region that you're in, you know, re- I don't want to say wrestling never died or anything like that, but but the Mid Atlantic and the in the Northeast really, you know, throughout the the, the '90s and the the fall of independent wrestling really kept the buzz going and, and a lot of things sparked from there. What was kind of your path after that like? And who was there to help kind of try to steer you around so you didn't fall back into old old traps and and old problems well it was uh luckily that this area in the northeast always kind of had a little scene now unfortunately i didn't know about it uh, when i first joined i just knew the major companies i never knew that there was you know uh independent wrestling i never even know what that that was uh that wasn't until i joined the monster factory and then I realized that Monster Factory ran its own shows, and I was like, okay, uh, that's cool. You know, so I'm wrestling, and then little by little, you start figuring out, oh, wait, there's other places. And then I found out about, you know, Alpha's place in Pennsylvania with WXW, and, and I did a few shows for them there. Uh, and then once I um, changed pretty much my life, it was, like I said, it was a matter of surrounding myself with the right people. And I was surrounded by a lot of negativity at the time, uh, where I lived and what, what I did for work. And I just, I had to completely remove myself from that life. I, I moved from where I was leaving, living, I quit the job, and I just dedicated myself. And I just stayed around the people that were positive and motivated me to be better um, and not really rely on anything that from previous years that anybody had told me. It was pretty much start from scratch. Um, and, uh, you know, you have to completely reinvent yourself, which is what I did. Um, so, and I just, to this day, kept that up. And it was also a positive way of thinking, you know, and I, I thank uh, Delirious from ROH a lot of his dad because he's very much, a, he's a very positive person and he kind of instilled that with me, just me being around him all the time. So I thank him big time for that. And that's all I did. I just kept that going as far as, you know, my mind frame and, and I thank everybody, but at the end of the day, I, I am very proud of myself because, 
I'm the one that's doing the work, and I'm the one keeping it up this way. Um, and now that I help at the Monster Factory and I help coach the younger guys, that's exactly what I tell them. And, and I'm very honest. Like I said, I tell them, don't be me. Don't be the guy that has regret because I do have regret knowing that if I would have taken myself seriously 15 years ago or 14 years ago when I started, who knows where I would be today, you know? What's so, the one big trap? Sorry, Brian, let me ask. What's the one big trap do you think that you see now looking back with your experience that guys kind of make right off the bat? What's the biggest thing that you think, you know, what's the one thing that's like, yeah, you know, that's, this is the biggest mistake guys make right off the bat? Uh, it's thinking that, not so much thinking that they're better than they are, but thinking that there's only one path to success um, and not trusting the process. You know, and being impatient, basically. I see it all the time where guys, they, they really believe that the only way to make it is, oh, I gotta just got to go out there and, and, you know, just wrestle anywhere against anybody, which can work, but it's not necessarily uh, the only path. You know, where I see it as quality over quantities is, is more important. Because um, there's a lot of bad out there, especially independent wrestling, as, as good as it is in today's world. And there, there is no shortage of good pro wrestlers today. Um, but there's still very uh, a lot of bad companies and, and a lot of unsafe working environments that I see guys that they just do it uh, because they think that that's what they have to do. And then they go to these places and they're treated uh, like they're big stars and it kind of messes with people's heads. Uh, I would say, you know, if you go to a reputable school and you have good trainers, trust the process, listen, learn, you know, and uh, that that's like the biggest mistake that I see happening today where guys think that they know better than than their guys, than the guys that are there before. So you had 10 years, and then you had a talking to, and from there it was Ring of Honor, and then national television, and then New Japan. And it's been like a really whirlwind two years or so. And even though it's two years, because of how everything went in the first 10 years, do you sort of kind of still feel like a rookie in some ways today? It's 50-50. Uh and it's funny that you, the way you just said that, you know, leading up to two years, it just brought a smile to my face because I'm. It, it, it still feels really good, and I, and I believe that when you achieve something and you work really hard for it, the the, the feeling is you can't compare to being handed something. Um, so I thank you for saying the way that you did because it just brought a smile to my face. But uh, I I do feel like, like a rookie at times where I'm still listening to advice from guys like Lethal and Daniels and Kazarian and Cody and, you know, pretty much everybody who's been there longer and, and has been in on national television scene for a while um, because I haven't. So no matter how long I've been wrestling, this is a new environment for me. I have not done this at this level. Um, so every day, every show, every appearance, uh, it's all a learning process. So in that aspect, I feel like a rookie. Now, when it comes to in-ring, uh, I don't, and and luckily for me that the guys have the respect that they know um, that I've been working for a certain amount of time, and they don't treat me as such. You know, while they give me advice and pointers as far as TV product, when it comes to actual, you know, like putting a match together or you know just anything other than that, that they're they're actually pretty cool with me being as a guy that's been around. And sometimes I even get asked for my advice, which is kind of cool. Got about 30 seconds here, but is Jay White in for some punishment tomorrow in this Las Vegas street fight? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, this is this is a case where it's two guys that are, are they want to cement their place as far as being a next star. Um, and I feel like there's no one going to take that from me. 
and I'm going to have to prove it uh, tomorrow night. All right, we'll stand by back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy price again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We are back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Tomorrow, Friday, it is the Ring of Honor pay-per-view from Sam's Town in Las Vegas, Nevada. Live, Death Before Dishonor. Jay White Punishment Martinez in a Las Vegas street fight. Sounds like it's going to be nuts. We have Minoru Suzuki versus Cody in the main event for the title. Kushida, Kenny King, and a lot more. 
And punishment, let's get some plugs in, including for your Twitter, at ROH Punishment, the best Twitter handle on the Internet. <laughs> yeah, that's my Twitter and Instagram, actually, at ROH Punishment. Anything else coming up? Bookings, same place? Yeah, for anything else, I mean, you just follow me on social media for any other, uh, like, you know, see if I'm locally in your area. Um, obviously, final Ring of Honor and the Monster Factory, where to see, you know, like they they're very up to date with where I'm at and, and promoting, you know, all my appearances. Um, as besides that, I got, you know, actually something exciting for me because it's my first time doing it. I'm, I'll be at the uh, Sunrise Children's Hospital on Saturday morning in Las Vegas, uh, set up through Ring of Honor. So I'm actually very excited about that. That's cool. Well, there you go. Yeah, Punishment yeah. Martinez, as noted, at ROH Punishment. There's info pinned at the top of his Twitter page if you want to book him, if he's going to be in your area. LBPunisher at gmail.com is the email address, so check that out. And best of luck tomorrow, and thanks for doing the show today. My pleasure, man. Thank you. And, of course, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're totally out of time. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sundays, 2 hours, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Check out the full schedule, sportsbyline.com. want to thank Mike, as always, all of the folks in the studio, callers and listeners. Talk to you again tomorrow, Wrestling Observer Live.